Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's our 87th episode. I'm again joined by Andy from GPS Training. So Andy, that's just a start of a busy few days for you, isn't it? Yep, we've um, got a couple of courses running next week, so I'm heading down to Gloucestershire tomorrow morning first thing to do a Garmin GPS course in Gloucestershire, and then at the end of the week, a course in the New Forest for a couple of days. Very good, so busy, busy few days away, and uh, yeah, and hopefully lots of happy courses. They're both fully booked as well. Which fully is booked courses, and hopefully the rain's going to hold off. I did a course in the Peak District the weekend just gone. Uh, not the weekend gone, sorry, the weekend before. Very wet course, but hey, it tested out the the push-button units that everyone had, or virtually everyone had, and we had no problem using the Garmin push-button units in the wet, and we just had to get out there and get wet, unfortunately, because it's the way it is. Very good. In this month's podcast, we're going to give you an update on the Motorola Defy satellite link. It's been a couple of months now since it was launched, um, and we did a, a, a well, we've had a lot of Christmas, sort of a lot of these units, so we thought I'd give you a quick update on, on what we've learned about it and the pros and cons of it. So people don't know it's a two-way satellite communicator. And then secondly, we've got an in-depth chat about the Chorus range of GPS watches. So Chorus is an alternative for Garmin, and we're going to look in-depth at that range and then of course we've got Andy's top tips so first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is the Motorola Defy satellite link it's been with us a couple of months now Andy so yeah quickly it, we've talked about this three or four times now on the podcast so people don't know kind of what what are the key features what is it um, and and yeah and then we'll look a little bit more in depth to it uh, Yes. In a nutshell, whenever we talk about a product that we call two-way satellite link, it's a product that's using satellites to communicate potentially with friends and family two ways, as in you can send them a message, they can send you a message. But when you send the message and you use this type of device, you're potentially sending the message using satellites. So when you're out in the hills, you've got no mobile signal, you use this device when it's paired with an app on your phone. You're only basically using your phone as a Bluetooth keypad. You can type a message, send it to a friend, um, a family member, um, telling them where you are. Maybe you need, it's not a medical emergency, but you need p- picking up from somewhere, but you've got no mobile signal. So it's a way of being able to communicate via the satellites. Person receiving it, if they don't have a Motorola Defy, of course, they will, they will need normal mobile signal to receive your message, but they can then reply back. And when they reply back again, if you've got no mobile signal, you get the message. That's the basics of it. Um, but what's nice with these devices, and it's the same with all the two-way satellite communicators we sell, they have designated buttons on the unit for things like SOS and check-in. So if something happened to your phone and you don't have your phone, it's broken, the battery's died, you can't obviously send the text messages, but you can send a simple check-in message or, more importantly, if you were to have an accident and needed medical help, mountain rescue, ambulance, etc., they have an SOS button on the side that sends your location via satellites to a monitoring station that then know exactly where you are to get the right emergency services out to your location. And the key thing with this was price wasn't it we've never seen anything like it before that's why we've discussed yeah. it quite so, a bit on the so all these products we sell all the two-way satellite communicators to have these 24 7 emergency response centers 
for the upkeep of satellites, everything else that goes with them, you have to pay a potentially an activation fee with some. Yeah, there's a monthly subscription. You can't just normally buy the device and that's it. There's normally a monthly subscription associated. And that one, well, the the the, the Motorola is £159.99 with that for the first year, isn't yeah, so it? So this is the big, I mean, there's other differences we'll go through and we can talk a bit more in depth about the actual physicalities of the device. But the big thing for us with the Motorola Defy Satellite Link when you buy it for the £159.99, that includes a couple of options of packages totally free for the first 12 months. And then after 12 months, there's packages that start from £4.99 a month, which is far cheaper than any two-way satellite communicator package that we've had available to us. Obviously, we'll go through what the contracts include, but that's the big thing for us. It's the, it's the monthly ongoing cost. There's nothing for the first year. And then it's a really low cost starting at. And when we convert that to the competitors where the products alone are often twice that price, aren't they? And then you've got to buy a contract on top. It's just, that's what's shaking up the market, isn't yeah. it? I mean, some of the other products we sell, I mean, one of the Garmin products we sell, it has lots of other features to do with navigation. It has a screen on it so you can actually read messages directly on the device. You're paying a bit extra for that. Not everyone needs that. And if you're just wanting that simple, being able to text SOS button, it's given you a much lower cost alternative on the product itself, but it's, it, it is going back to that monthly fee. The other products we sell all started around sort of £12.95 a month. We have another product that's around £18 a month. So the beauty with this one, first year free, and then after that, the package is started £4.99 a month. So it's not that big ongoing monthly cost. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Should we quickly say, you've mentioned a couple of the other competitors, but let's quickly just mention the other players really in the marketplace. They do other things, the other products. So again, it does come back to some of the things we're going to talk about, about the differences. But we have the Zolio product. So Zolio, a bit like the Motorola Defy, it's got no screen. So you do, to get the functionality of messages, texting, you need an app with it. Works really well. Um, Zolio has a built-in SOS button and a check-in button like the Defy, um, it's a higher cost initially to buy the Zolio and a higher monthly amount. It has some benefits, as in it has a much big. It's a bigger unit, so it has a much bigger battery. So it'll go many, many more days. I mean, we will talk about the spec of the Motorola, but that's I suppose you're paying the extra to get the bigger battery and go multiple days. Um, and you know, some of the you could look at the Zolio. The check-in messages are free, whereas we pay for the the check-in messages are part of your satellite messages on the Defy. So there's always differences, but you are paying a lot more month for it. So that's that's the first alternative product that we've got. And then the second one is got well, there's Garmin have got a couple. Garmin have got quite a few sort of products that have in their their technology is called InReach that we use for the two-way satellite communicator. But if we're forgetting about a handheld device and just looking at their the most basic, I suppose, standalone two-way satellite communicator they do. It's the it's the Garmin InReach Messenger. Um, main difference, I suppose, to the um, Motorola Defy again, much bigger battery. It's a bigger, slightly heavier unit. It has a bigger battery, but it has a small LCD screen on it. So you can, it's not the easiest, it is a small screen, but you can, in theory, type a message or get a message directly on the unit without the phone. But it goes back to the monthly costs. You know, you're paying more monthly costs. Um, I mean, with the Garmin and the Zolio, they have worldwide coverage. So there is customers who are going to, could go anywhere in the world. They could be sailing across the Atlantic. So that's where potentially the Garmin and Zolio have got a head start with the covering the whole world. 
should we go if we go into some of the Motorola sort of features and what yeah. it can do that'll give customers an idea of why yes it is a cheaper product and we found it great for what we're using it for but you just got to be aware of where it works and what it can do yeah so what what are the key features then that we're going to get on the Motorola then yeah so with the Motorola the same as the other devices we've got a designated SOS button I mentioned the check-in button so those functions can be used standalone without a phone like the Zolio we need the phone for the messaging the next thing we look at is the coverage. So the Garmin and Zolio are worldwide coverage. So we always sell the Motorola Defy. We, we look at where the customer is going to be going with it. We ask the right questions. Currently at launch, the Motorola Defy covers all of Europe. So anyone trekking in Europe, whole of Europe's covered and North America. But we do have on our frequently asked questions tab on the product pages, we've got a direct link to Motorola's page where they update when other countries are coming on board. But if you're buying it at the moment, if you're going to Europe, brilliant, North America covered. If we go out to the sea, it covers around, so in Europe, We've got about 75 meters, I'm sorry, 75 meters, that wouldn't be very good, 75 miles out to sea. So someone going across the Atlantic, needing that two-way satellite, they're going to look at the Zolio or the Garmin. It's really designed for land-based customers, but if you are a leisure sailor, or like a sea kayaker who's not going more than that 75 miles out to the sea, it's fine, you know. So it's really just looking at it. It's a different product for a different customer where, you know, you're not necessarily going all over the world. We're looking at the minute Europe and North America, but other countries will come on. I think the key thing there was it's used a different satellite system. So when the Motorola, sorry, when the Garmin and the um, Zolio, they're using what's called the Iridium, isn't it? Which is the low orbit satellite system. It's worldwide. And they're they're on Earth. It has to, they're moving satellites mm -hmm. like we, we normally expect satellites to be. Mm -hmm. So they've got the worldwide coverage. Certain countries have embargoes where you can't take this type of product. It's not that it won't work in the country, but you're not allowed to take the products in. But otherwise, the Zolio and Garmin worldwide. The way the, the Motorola works, which is a big difference, it's looking at fixed satellites um, that are a fixed position. And the other thing with the Motorola, it's on all the time, which the positive for that is it's like your phone. It's constantly communicating. It's not like what happens with the Zolio and Garmin's. You send a message. It then looks for the satellites, locks on, sends the message. That's where you potentially get it may take four or five minutes for the message. Sometimes Garmin have advised and some of the other money, um, Zolio, it could take up to half an hour. I've seen longer figures. I'll be honest, we've never experienced anything more than a five or 10 minutes, but it's not as instant. Whereas when we've been testing the Motorola, it's logged on to the, once it logs onto the satellites, you turn it on and it's got the fixed satellite position. While it sees that fixed satellite, it's on all the time. So you send a message. It's not then waiting for a period and then turning off and then coming back on when you bring it back to life and send another message, it's listening for replies all of the time. So that's a positive, you know, it's looking mm -hmm. for um, messages coming through all the time, like you do with your mobile phone. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the affordability, when we go take Andy back to the affordability, this is the reason why this has changed the marketplace. This is the reason why I actually had a look before we did the podcast, 117 of these we've sold to date. And we had a really interesting meeting with Motorola week last Friday, yeah. wasn't it? And they were saying that in America, they were outselling Garmin by seven to one. Yeah. So that was the thing. And I was like, oh my word, that's going, isn't so, it? I mean, we've looked at it and said, I'm, I'm a, I'm a land-based walker. I'm not needing to go across the Atlantic. I'm just using that because we had yeah. a customer who sailed across the Atlantic. So I'm not using it for sea, even though we know we can do just off the coast, 75 mile. Land-based, 
look at the countries it does at the minute. I know there's other countries coming on board, but if you're buying it now, you've got to look at where it covers. So I'm, I'm trekking in, in, in Europe. Um, I don't need it to necessarily go. So, so we've got products that go 28 days and plus when we look at the other products. But to be honest, when we've tested this product, the Motorola Defy, bear in mind this is it turned on and always listening for satellites. The manufacturers quote four days. We, I think, were a little bit sceptical, thinking, do they mean like four average days, like you turn it on for 10 hours a day and then turn it off? So we left the unit on constantly for four days. We put it outside in the evening, so it was in the cold and wet. I think I sent approximately 35 messages with it over the four days, received messages. I was only a few hours shy of the 96 hours, so I'm happy with that. That You know, most of us, if we go out, you know, we want it to be able to last a couple of days. It could be, you know, we're talking 48 hours. If we've then got to charge it after 48 hours, it's only a 600 milliamp hour battery. Now, the positive of that is, even though it's only a small battery, we're getting that nigh on 96 hours but it's dead quick to charge then. I think I worked out, for, I could get a full charge in it in around an hour and a half. So even just putting a power bank in for half an hour is gonna give it a big boost if you were going away for more than three or four days. So I don't find that a problem that it's got a smaller battery. As long as you know that, and you're a walker or a hiker in Europe, it's just giving you a much lower cost option mm-hmm. where what we often get put off with the, the growing costs of everything in the world these days, when you've got an, an additional monthly cost and, and it's not just a few pounds, it does put you off. But I think for having something for peace of mind and safety, knowing you can always communicate with family members for what is actually free for 12 months, you get it included with the product. And then, I mean, I'll go through the packages now. That's probably Don't a good time. Yeah. yeah. So what when we talk about getting free, what you actually get for free, when you sign up with a Motorola Defy, you get two options for free, something called the Essential Package, and that gives you 30 messages a month. So they don't roll on to the next month. So if you don't use 30 messages one month, it's 30 messages for the next month. Um, That's the essential package. Or you get something called the freedom package, which is 250 messages for the whole year. So you could use 50 messages the first month. Then a couple of months, you don't send any messages or receive any satellite messages. And then you send another 50. Um, They're both included for free. Now, It'll be coming in the next few weeks that um, if you do use all the messages before the years, there'll be options for bolt-ons. And the same with the, the 30 messages a month. If you did use 30 messages within the first week, there'll be some options to pay for some bolt-ons for the rest of the month. But that's essentially what you get for free. Now, what was interesting when you first sign up, the next package up. So the 4 is 30 messages a month. They then have the everyday package, 9 a month for 80 messages or the premium package is $29.99 a month for 300 messages. But when you first sign up for that first year, because you get this voucher in the box that gives you the two packages for free that I've mentioned, you could if you thought, actually, I want the everyday package that's normally $9.99. But because you've got this voucher that would normally give you one of the packages for free, you can actually sign up for that $9.99 for $9.99 a month one for just £5 a month. So some of the cost is taken off the voucher. So it's pretty flexible. But I think just to get the unit and start trying it to have a free 12 months of either 30 messages a month or a 250 messages for the year is brilliant. And considering the amount of so it's been quite hassle-free, isn't it? I think it's worked. And I think Motorola, there was a, a few little snags you now within the first week or something, but they, they act so quickly. The app was developed, you know, any snags happen. It's been quite interesting business to work with, haven't they? Yeah. So, I mean, 
initially we sold literally must have been about 60 units 50 60 mm -hmm. units within a couple of days and we didn't get loads of phone calls there was a few teething problems with people signing on the app they had a little bug where there was a few numbers not being recognized and a little glitch to do with putting the the uk plus 44 code but they got on it pretty quick and sorted it they realized there was a bug in the system and i think the system got crashed a little bit with thousands of people all over the world when it got launched all signing on at the same time but once those initial little bugs were ironed out we've not really had any issues i mean me and you have been using the unit ourselves for the last three or four weeks and absolutely great i've been massively impressed but i've really i've known people have seen the walk and talk i've done with it uh, been out on holy island with it and I'm impressed. I really am. I think, um, yeah, I was a little bit sceptical at first to people know the podcast. Uh, I, I went and, and, met, uh, and met the guys in the Peak District because I was unsure how this product could be so good for so little price. Uh, I'm totally convinced. Um, I think they've been. I think it's been nice to work with a, a business that's crisp and exciting and moving on. Yeah. And I know when we've met with them, um, assume I say we last Friday. There's big developments all the time. Is yeah, there? Look at be, this. There's going to be new things added, yeah, which added is going to be yeah. absolutely fantastic, really. So I think it's really exciting to to, to have it. And and yeah, it's, it's given two-way satellite communication. Um, a far wider audience, hasn't it? I think that's what we can see. And, and the product, you know, it's designed for the outdoors. It's very lightweight. It only weighs 70 grams, sits in the palm of your hand. It's IP68 rated. I know we got a few customers query the, the little, what looks like a weather cap to cover where you charge it. It doesn't, it's not like a soft rubber that fits in really tight, but it's actually just a cover to stop dust and dirt getting in. It's not actually, made, it's waterproof inside the actual yeah. connection. So that's, you know, we've had it outside in the rain. Uh, it's tested to a military spec. I've dropped mine, not on purpose, but it has been dropped a couple of times. Works down to minus 30. So it's a unit designed for the outdoors. And I don't know if I should say this, but when we talk about how it works, me and you have obviously tested the sending messages to and fro. Mm -hmm. The SOS is not something we normally get to test because we, we haven't been in that. Luckily, we haven't been in that situation. But just for the listeners, they know, obviously, we do videos so you customers know if you buy a unit from us, customers who buy from us, you get a load of videos showing you how you use any of our products. So I had to do a video showing the SOS button. I did a successful video showing the button, but you can always cancel the button. So I showed canceling, but I made a bit of a, I can't remember on the video, the, the lighting or something wasn't right. There was a bit of noise in the background. So I thought, I've got to do that video again. And I did the SOS button. It was my own fault. It is dead easy to cancel, so I'm not putting anyone off yet. But I got way late. I can't remember what happened. My phone was ringing or something, and I didn't cancel. You get enough time to cancel the SOS button, but I hadn't cancelled it. And literally, within about two minutes, I had my wife on the phone asking why a monitoring station was ringing at to say that I'd pressed the SOS button and they were going to be getting in, they're getting in touch with me regarding emergency services coming. Now, don't get us wrong... Because I had the phone paired, I'd seen the messages coming through and I texted them back and apologised to say I was just been doing a test and I hadn't cancelled it and it was cancelled straight away. But at the end of the day, it shows it works. That was extremely quick from me doing a test video. Um, obviously, anyone at home, when you watch the videos, there is a way if you do, you've got to press it in for quite a long time. It, well, sorry, I think it's like five, is it five, five seconds? seconds you've yes, got to hold the button in for five seconds so you can't just accidentally nudge it. But once it starts counting down with the lights flashing, you can hold it in again for a few seconds to cancel it. It was just my fault that I'd somehow I, I moved away from it and didn't do the cancel when I should have. Exciting Friday with them ringing you up and to see what's wrong with you. <laughs> it was more when my wife phoned us and said, um, have you pressed an SOS button on a device? But it showed because she was listed as one of the emergency yeah. contacts, you know. So if you do press the, you know, if it, you know, joking aside, if it was a real emergency, 
you press the SOS button, you, you register in the app who your emergency contacts are, and there's a monitoring station that gets those messages that you've pressed your SOS. They know where you are, and they actually send you, if you have got the phone paired, they send you triage questions, isn't yeah, it? I mean, I actually yeah. saw the first triage question coming through, are you on your own? That's when I realised I hadn't cancelled it and I was able to reply back. If you don't have your phone connected, you obviously can't reply back to those messages. That doesn't stop them sending out the emergency services. It's just a nice feature. If the phone is paired, you get some questions, some very short questions come through to help them when they're sending emergency services mm-hmm. to you. Brilliant. So if people want to know more, if you go to our website and look at the GPS store at the top of gpstrade.co.uk and click on two-way satellite communication, you'll see the uh, the just, um, Motorola device satellite link. If you look just below it, there's a little tab which has videos in it. So there's a number of videos that we've done, um, which are both the walk and talks. Me out with the guys um, from Motorola. Um, and he's done an unboxing video as well that was on there. And I'm telling you what the other one was, Andy. I should know this, shouldn't I? It is the um, unboxing first look at and your first impressions of the battery life. I know we oh, talked yeah, about the I did, life. Oh, yeah, because I did a test um, just because we, we didn't, we weren't sure how the four days battery was going to go. So I just basically explained how I tested it and that we'd got nigh on 90 odd hours. So we weren't far off the four days. Yes, yeah, so there's plenty of videos there for you guys to watch if you're interested in knowing more about it. And again, please feel free to give us a call. We're, so we're over the moon with it. We're selling a lot of it. Um, and, and I always think when we've sold that quantity and we've had such little hassle, um, it's it's proven its point. It's working, isn't it? So. And you know, for the price, you know, as an individual, fair enough. But there's a lot of groups out there mm-hmm. um, that are charities that that, that that are funded. You know, they have to get a lot of funding. Even like the scout, I've been talking to friends in the scouts who run scout groups and that, and they're very interested for because a lot of time they're taking scouts out in the hills where I know they'll have their own health and safety policies built in. Um, to, to what they're doing but there's times they're going to be walking in the hills where they've potentially got no mobile signal so to purchase a product where for the first 12 months there's no cost and then it's relatively low after that from a big scout group to be able to when they're out with the kids safe it means they've got that safety backup of if something was to happen and they haven't got a mobile signal they can get in touch with help so i know i've had a lot of interest from local scout groups and that sort of sort of customer that we which something we never thought about putting the unit Two, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Good stuff. The next thing on this month GPS train podcast is chorus watches. This is something we've stopped for a little while. Um, you can't see us because it's a podcast, but Andy and I are sat here with chorus watching our wrists, and we have been for a number of months now. We've been using them. We can talk a little bit about how we've been using them, but I thought really a quick update on them. I know you've actually been using beat testing for them as well, Andy. Yeah. Uh, so really, the chorus range. We're stocking a couple of models with the chorus Apex and the Apex Pro. You've got Apex, yeah, Apex Two, two sorry, and Apex, Apex two, two Pro. Pro sorry. Yeah, um, I mean, it came. What's the difference, really? Yeah, I mean, the Coros brand came about. I've got a number of friends and running groups who basically approached me and said, "Why aren't you stock? You only stock Garmin watches. It's nice to have a different product that you know, not just be pushing the one make." I know there's lots of different watches out there, so we spent a lot of time looking at the alternatives and just wanted something that fitted in nicely with what we do for our typical customer who's out there trail running, hiking, walking, and yes, running as well, you know. Um, What other watch other than a Garmin could we, you know, with a 
good quality product could do a lot of these features but maybe just something a bit different in a, in a different pricing range so when you look at the Coros watches I mean they started out initially trail running was their big business I mean that's what they still concentrate on for trail runners and they have about four models in their range so we've went for the middle two models that we just feel sitting nicely with the sort of other products that we sell regarding what they can do so yeah john mentioned we have under the multi uh, activity gps watches on our website coros apex 2 and apex 2 pro now in essence both those watches are very similar there's a lower price to one over the other the main difference is the apex 2 is the smaller of the two so within that you're getting a slightly smaller bezel it's a 43 by 43 43 by 43 mil bezel over the 46 by 46 of the two pro slightly lighter it's 42 grams instead of 53 grams of the bigger one and it has a slightly smaller battery so i'm just going to give one figure initially when it's locked onto um gps only so one set of satellites the apex 2 is approximately 45 hours battery when you're recording an activity with gps in 75 hours on the apex 2 pro so that's the main differences the final one is um the apex 2 when you set it up to pick up multi-band it'll pick up five sets of satellites now the apex 2 pro will also do the same but it has something called dual frequency as an added benefit so when you're in a more challenging environment as well as picking up five sets of satellites from different uh, which is basically gps glonass galileo Beardu and QZSS which the Apex 2 will pick up it also has dual frequency so I know off the top of my head certainly GPS and Galileo they'll send out L1 and L5 signals so it irons out some of these irregularities you get if you're in deep tree coverage a deep ravine or tall buildings to the side of you just to improve accuracy so that's the main difference between the two um, obviously there's a price difference so when we look at the price and we've got the Apex 2 at the minute coming in at 348 and the Apex 2 Pro at 449. So you're paying that extra money for slightly bigger screen, bigger battery, and the dual frequency. Um, so we're throwing a few other prices around this price. So this is one of the reasons we decided to stock it. So as Andy rightly said, Apex 2 coming in at 348. Um, a Garmin Instinct. In, in, Instinct 2 Solar was 34999 with a black and white screen. Mm -hmm. So that's a good comparison to the Apex 2. Then I know this is going up. The watch I'm going to mention next does have some extra features, but you've got to look at the price difference because the way I, I looked at it is um, one of the big features with these two watches, they both have a sapphire screen, anti-scratch, you know, really tough screen. Now we normally find sapphire, scre sapphire screens on much higher price watches. So they've both got sapphire screen and they've both got a titanium grade five bezel with the PVD coating. And again, you tend to find those, if you look in the Garmin range that we stock, the outdoor watches, you start to go to something in the current range, a Phoenix 7 Solar, it's £659, yeah. is where, I know it's got some other things on a Phoenix 7 Solar, but you've got to look at if you're wanting that, I want that tough outdoor watch, which is what, you know, predominantly we sell outdoor products for someone who's not just doing the gym, sorry, sounds horrible, not just, but not just doing the gym work and the track running, they're using it for trail running, mountain climbing, and it's going to get bashed around you want that sapphire screen and the titanium bezel. So we're given an alternative price um, for something where it still has loads of features, which I'll talk through some of the features, but you're not having to spend the £659 of a Phoenix 7. You don't necessarily need some of the extra smart features that have that we have on a Phoenix 7. So you, you are going to knock off some features, but you're still getting a great watch. And 
to be honest, before I go into the features and some of the things it can do, you know, John's mentioned we've worn the watch for the last three months. Me and John both wore them on the Montaigne Spine Challenger that we did in June. And tell you, I mean, I had mine set as, I found GPS only, the satellite signal is absolutely fine on the Pennine Way. So that would have given me 75 hours. Now I know I didn't, I had to drop out early and I'd only done about 35 hours. So I never charged the watch 35 hours and it still had more than 50% battery left, which I know, yes, the manufacturers quote 75 hours, but sometimes we get figures quoted and we don't always achieve those figures. And, and while I've been wearing it, the last, you know, since then, and I've had it set to the multi-band and dual frequency, those figures of the quote 45 hours were multi-band and 26 hours were the dual frequency and multi-band, I'm achieving the figures. It's nice when a manufacturer quotes a figure and you achieve them. And I've not had any glitches or bugs with the watches. That's what I'm pleased with. Not, I haven't had any freezes. I haven't had any roots not load. It's just been simple mm -hmm. and easy to use. Very good. So... I mean, really, do you want us to go through some of the different... Yeah, come through the Because it is a little bit different. The differences to, between the Garmin... Are we going to compare it to Garmin Instinct 2? Is that a good yeah, way to Yeah, give you an idea of the Instinct 2 Solar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first thing you'll notice with the Apex 2 and Apex 2 Pro watches, the colour screen. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we know the Phoenixes have colour screen, but if we're comparing it to a, a watch that's a similar sort of price range, we would look at something like the Garmin Instinct 2 Solar, which has a monochrome screen. The advantage for me over forgetting about even going into the maps we have on the Apex is when you're following a route, rather than just a black line to follow on the screen that we see on the Instinct, we have a colour line. And I like, John will have seen this before as well, when you send a GPX file to the Apex watches, the Coros Apex 2s, you have white lines embedded on the colour line that show you your direction of travel. So when you're doing circular routes or when routes overlap over bits that you're going to come back on yourself, it is much easier with a colour screen to see these little white arrows built into the colour line over just looking at a monochrome screen. So that's the first thing for me. They've both got colour screens. The Instinct doesn't have a colour screen. They have maps on them. So the, the Apex 2 Pro, I should have mentioned, comes preloaded with the base maps for the, the world. You do have to download them to the Apex 2, but it's an easy enough process from the, from the app. So you can download maps to both of them and you can pick what regions you want. Now, they're not as detailed as a Garmin Phoenix 7 map. I'm going to be very honest. They don't have live data on the maps, but it is a topographic map that shows roads, features, lakes, forest area. I still find it better than no map at all. I'm just going to be honest. It's not as detailed as some of the other maps we're used to, but it works. It does a job. But to me, it's just the colour screen to see that nice, clear route to follow. So that's the first thing. The Instinct 2 has a power glass screen. So it's, more, it's not like a reinforced sapphire screen. So if we look at the Apex 2, which is virtually the same price, you know, we've got it a pound cheaper at the moment. We're getting a sapphire screen for the same price over just the standard power glass. The Instinct 2 has um, a fiber reinforced polymer body. Now the Apex watches are like a polymer body, but it's the bezel itself. It's that titanium grade five. So we've got a tougher bezel. So that's a big thing for me. Now, when we go into battery life, um, when we look at, I'd always look at G GPS. That's the first figure I think everyone looks at. So on the Instinct 2, it's 30 hours without solar. Now, the Apex 2 is 45 hours and it doesn't have solar. So we don't have the, the option of solar. So it's 45 hours. Now, the Apex 2 Pro is 75 hours. So, but, you know, that, I know that's the more expensive one, but it's way over the 30 hours. Now, don't get us wrong. The Instinct 2 solar does quote a figure 
a 48 hours if you've got solar but that's got to be worn outside the wrist for three hours a day with a, you know some decent sunlight so if you're struggling in this country where there's not a lot of sunlight you're not going to get the benefit of that and actually when you think of the figure 48 hours well the apex 2 the smaller watch is only a few hours less without solar you know mm -hmm. so really that's very similar now if i go on to the satellites now to be honest i'm being fair here i've used an instinct to solar and i've been happy with the satellite signal so i'm not being negative but it's just to give you the spec the instinct to solar picks up either gps and glonass or gps and galileo that's it's either two sets of satellites or gps only one beauty of the apex 2 and apex 2 pro they'll pick up five sets of satellites together potentially that could improve accuracy it could be certain parts of the world or certain conditions in my testing, I'm not noticing a lot of difference, but it's nice to know that potentially because we're picking up more with the Apex 2. And certainly with the Apex 2 Pro having dual frequency, we've got that advantage. Um, we've got touchscreen on the Apex watches. So I find touchscreen, we get used to touchscreen on my phone. So moving up between apps with a touchscreen instead of buttons, I find really good. We don't get touchscreen on the Instinct 2 Solar. I would have to go to something like a Phoenix 7 to get touchscreen. And I really like the, the Apex 2 and Apex 2 Pro, the Chorus watches. I don't know how you feel, John. They've got a scroll wheel, something yeah, like, we're yeah, not like used to. Mm -hmm. So when we look at most of the Garmin watches, if we look at the ones without touchscreen, so like the Instinct 2 we're, we're talking about, you press buttons to move up and down between the screens. And actually, since I've been using the Chorus, when I go back to the Instinct, I find it hard at work pressing mm -hmm. buttons. If I want to move around on the route on an Instinct 2, to look at a route I've loaded. I know we've just got the black and white screen, but still, you know, it works well, but I've got to press buttons to zoom in and out and move around. Whereas on the chorus, the scroll wheel, I just find so easy. And when I'm wearing my cycling gloves, I can still use the scroll wheel with my gloves, which I find really easy. And sometimes I find the buttons, I don't know. I mean, it has got buttons as well for certain functions, but I found the scroll wheel really good. It's quite big, the scroll wheel as well. It's not like a little one. It's, 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 it's a decent size on the sides. And you've got this feeling, it kind of clicks up and down, doesn't it, yeah. as you push up and down. So there's feeling in there. It's not just a, a, yeah. a big scroll wheel on the side. Now, I know some customers, I've, I've seen you know comments where people say, I accidentally touched the scroll wheel. Now, to be honest, the watch is set, so it automatically locks after when you're doing an activity after just five seconds. So to unlock it, to stop your activity, you've got to hold that button in for about five seconds. Then you've got to press the stop and hold it in for a couple of seconds and then hold it in again to save it. So it, I find it quite hard to accidentally stop an activity. But one thing I've never seen on any watch that we sell, I don't mean, John, I don't think I've used this. What Coros have done, and this is really good for you guys who wear it on different wrists, you can actually invert and change the orientation of the buttons. So I'm wearing mine on my left hand and I've got the, it only has the buttons on the right hand side and I've got the scroll wheel on the right hand side. If you were worried you were catching it with your hand, I can set it so the watch face reverses and then I can have the buttons on the opposite side. But if someone's wearing it, you know, left-handed and wants to wear it on the right hand, it means if you want the buttons on the outside, you can or you can have them on the inside. So I've never seen that before on a watch. So I really like that. Um, and I think the other thing I like that I've only seen on the Phoenix watches, um, you can set up something on the, the chorus has got this great feature on its app where you import your GPX files, your routes into the app. And then if you've got checkpoints like water stations, feed stations, if you're doing an event, when you mark them on the Chorus app, you can set them as alerts. And then on the Chorus watches, you can see the distance to... It only shows you the distance to the next one coming up and you get an alert. Now, I've seen that on the Phoenix watches. I know the Phoenix watches obviously cost a lot more, can do that. But we've got that on the Apexes, which we don't see on the lower-priced garments. And I think the 
final thing I'm going to mention is um, we can put music on them, which we can't on an instinct. Now, I'm going to be very honest here. It is music in the old-fashioned mp3 format which i know a lot of customers moan about the chorus i haven't got the function of using mp3s in a computer any anymore but again if we're comparing it the instinct 2 you can't put any music on there so to me it wasn't an issue i still have a computer i've still got cds i've still got mp3 files i can convert all my cds and mp3 files for free on a computer i've put a load of music on the watch paired it with some Bluetooth headphones, it works well. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea because we can't use things like Amazon and Deezer like we can on the Phoenix mm -hmm. 7s, but remember, it's a much cheaper watch. And if you have got the option of MP3 files, it works well. Um, and in a nutshell, I've just found it a very easy watch to use. The app's been really simple. Um, it tells me when I'm off course. It doesn't tell you turn alerts like the Garmin watches, but that's the bit John mentioned. I'm doing some beta testing at the moment. Coros should be launching very soon. Don't know any definite dates, but everyone's beta testing at the minute. Where it's going to have turn alerts, you're going to get a turn left, turn right on a course. So really, its navigational experience is then going to be the same as on a Garmin watch, where we get we already get the off course alerts, but we're going to have turn alerts coming, which it's nice that they're always working on new features. And nice and comfortable on your wrists as well. It's got quite a nice band on it, doesn't it? That's the other thing I found with it. It's, it's got a nice soft band on it. It's not a massive watch compared to some of the competitors. Yeah, it's really light. I mean, I mentioned the weights. The Apex 2 is only 42 grams and the Apex 2 Pro. So me and John are both wearing the Pro ones, which have the multi-band and the bigger battery, but you hardly know that you're wearing them. They've got this nice soft fabric band that has one action to pull it on your wrist. So it's dead easy and comfortable to put on. And the 53 grams, you don't know you're wearing it. Um, it it's it's one of those, what we just look at it, that within its price, I've, I've loved wearing it. And I think it's difficult to compare it to a Phoenix 7 because that has other features, you know, like we can, we can put Garmin Pay, we can use the watch to pay, we can put music on music, you know, Deezer and Amazon. But we're paying a lot more money for that watch. We're into the £600 plus. So I think just to give you a watch that you can put a route on and follow, it gives you all the sort of information we're used to seeing, like what pace, what heart rate, what speed, you know, how you're performing. Loads of data available, the same as what we'd get on the Garmin watches on a dead easy to use app, but with quality materials with a titanium bezel, with the metal, you know, they've got a metal back, um, the sapphire screen. I haven't, I mean, I've had this watch now for three, four months. Um, I mean, it could be over four months now. I've not marked it, you know, and... I mean, the Montaigne Spine was my best challenge for it. I used it for the, the 35 hours that I was doing the Montaigne Spine. You used it for your full mm -hmm. 51 hours, and I didn't have any problems. I had the route on it. Um, it told me when I was going off course, worked really well. I really liked it. I think it's nice. And again, coming that price, all we kind of said is like, have a look at it. Because actually, if you're wanting a GPS watch, this is a really nice introduction into it really because actually we're not yeah. asking you or we're not asking you asking to do anything but we're not saying here's a fantastic gps watch when it costs you 920 pounds or nine or a thousand pounds as many as some of the watches are yeah charge like here's one for 400 like if we look at your apex 2 pro 449 90 well, 449 quid and cracking got some great features on it for half the price of some of the, the modern garments out there and i'll be honest with you yeah it's really nice i'm actually gonna do a walk and talk in the next month with it um and show you this in action but have a look at it there's some really good views on the website um we're very passionate about it i say i've, I've used it extensively we both use it in events and things and and, and to us it's not coming off my wrist anytime soon Andy, because I'm, I'm yeah very fond of it really 
I, tell, I mean, the, the things are missed because you know I've used Garmin's as well, and we still, you know, the Garmin's do a job. You know, we're not trying to put. We're saying it's giving you an alternative. I miss that. I like the turn by turn. I know that's getting very lazy, and you should be looking at what's coming up and not relying on your electronics. But I got used to the turn by turn. I like that. Um, I actually like the pay. I don't think we're going to get pay on the watch. I have used. I used to use my Garmin watch to pay for things. But then the way I've looked at it, I've nearly always got my phone with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just often I don't carry my wallet because I don't want to lose cards. Now, I never thought, well, actually, my phone's got Google Pay and things on it anyway. So really, it's probably not so much the pay. If I went through all the features I'm using, I don't need the Amazon and Deezer music because I'm happy with the old-fashioned MP3s. Yes, I'm the person who still buys CDs, to be honest. But joking aside, I like the turn-by-turn. And then, lo and behold, Chorus announced, look what's coming soon. And I've signed up to be a beta tester Um I've only just, it's literally only come about this weekend, so it seemed to work well what I did on the weekend. Um, I know they've got a bit of t- tweaking and to make get it spot on, but it is going to be like a Garmin where it's going to say, hey, you're coming up to a turn on this course, and Arrow's going to appear very similar. And I think that's the only thing I missed. Otherwise, and I think because that's coming now, I've got no reason to change. I'm, you know, the other features, we're not all needing every single feature. Now, don't get us wrong, you might do some activities and you go, ah, Chorus does... I can't remember if it's 30-odd activities or whatever. There's a big list to do add from time to time. Ah, it's not doing these activities I'm doing. You may have to go for a different watch. You you look at this. We've got the full specs on my website. It tells you what activities to cover um, and all the specs are there. So I think it just gives you a nice alternative. Very good. That's a nice way to, uh, to, fi- to f- finish the article. Nice alternative. So have a look on the website. If you go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on GPS store at the top and then GPS watches. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Andy's top tips. You're going to do this off the top of your head. I am, yeah. I've got a Coros tip first because I've had a lot, I mean, I've got a lot of friends wearing Coros watches in our running groups and there's something they kept on saying to me about, ah, keep doing this by mistake. Can you help us out? So it's just a little tip for when you're using your Coros, I mean, this is the Apex 2 and Apex 2 Pro that we sell. So with the Coros watch, I mentioned about this scroll wheel. So what happens is when you start an activity recording, so say I go onto my watch and I select, a bit like we would on any other GPS watch, I'm going to do a run. And then I scroll down with the scroll wheel and it's got a nice option where you pick navigation and you pick the route that you've sent to your watch using the Coros the app. So a GPX file that you put in the Coros app. You start the navigation now what happens, it goes to the map screen straight away. Now, when you're on the map screen, you can scroll down using the scroll wheel. It works really well to all of your data boxes that you've set up with data that you want to see, an elevation graph. Nothing wrong with what I'm talking about yet. When the screen locks to stop you accidentally stopping the recording, I should have mentioned this as a positive. What I really like, unlike other watches, when you lock them, they're locked and you have to unlock them to move mm-hmm. through screens. You can use the scroll wheel to still scroll down your different screens. The idea of it locking is to stop you accidentally pausing your activity. But when you go onto the map, so you go back to the map, you have to hold the the scroll wheel in for a few seconds to unlock. If you then tap the scroll wheel once, you get a plus and minus on the map screen and it lets you zoom in and out. It's like a little arrow that appears over to the right of your watch. Any customers who have bought the Chorus watches, you'll know what I mean. So it's a question I was getting asked quite a bit of customers. So while that arrow's there, you use the scroll wheel to zoom in and out. Now, if you then stop the zoom in and out, just you know, take your hand off the watch and you let it time out and lock up, because you've left that arrow on the screen with a plus and minus, 
when it locks, if you then try and use the scroll wheel to scroll to the next data box down, all it does is zoom in and out still, you know. So what you've got to try and remember to do is when you finish scrolling in and out before it locks up, just press the back button, which is the bottom button once. Now, if you forget, so I've actually got a watch on my wrist. I'm just doing it now as we speak. So what I've done is I've used the scroll wheel. I've tapped the scroll wheel once. So I got this little arrow with a plus and minus. I've scrolled in, zoomed in, and now I've let it time out. So the watch is now locked. So when I now try and move the scroll wheel, I can't go onto any other screen. So I know I've done it. The tip is you don't press the back button because that's that that's not the function now. You hold the scroll wheel in to unlock. You get a little padlock appear to show it's unlocked. Then I tap the back button once so that the plus and minus arrow disappears. Mm -hmm. And that's it now. doesn't matter whether I let it time out or not now. The scroll wheel will let me scroll to the next box down. My heart rate, my, my distance fields, my elevation, whatever data boxes I've sent. So that's my biggest tip with the Coros. If you're using activity recording and then you use navigation at the same time when you're on the map screen if you want to zoom in when the watch is unlocked you just tap the scroll wheel once see the little minus and plus bar over the right hand side zoom in or zoom out but when you're finished with your zoom in or zoom out remember to press the back button once before it locks up and then it'll let the scroll wheel go between different screens that's good for those people with a chorus watch what's your second top tip so my second one, Motorola Defy. Obviously, we've just sold the Motorola Defy as a new product, just started selling it. We mentioned that it's locked onto satellites all of the time. Now, the way it works with the fixed satellites, when you're in Europe, the best place to get a fixed satellite is point in a southly direction. What's nice, the app actually tells you. There's a little icon in the top right of the app for anyone who's got the Motorola Defy office. shows a little satellite indicator and a Bluetooth indicator. When you touch on there, it shows you if you're connected with Bluetooth and it shows if the device has got satellite and it actually has at the bottom which direction to hold the device. Now, I think John's the same as me. What we found when we've been using it, sometimes we have it, I sometimes have it in a rucksack pocket in front of me. So it's actually pointing right in front of me. So there's times when I'm running with it, I could be going in a northly direction. Mm -hmm. So when I first pull it out, it has a light on it that flashes green when it's got a satellite signal. If I notice it hasn't got a satellite signal, the best thing we found is because, it, I mean, it locks on so quick. I mean, the manufacturers say about 90 seconds. I found it quicker. Hold it flat in your hand so it's pointing upwards. So with the, the Motorola defying on the top and just turn. I mean, I'll give a little tip on my Coros watch. I've set a compass as one of the shortcut buttons. So if I haven't got a compass on this, I mean, often I know where north and south is. I'm not, you know, um, it depends where you are, I suppose. If you're somewhere new and you've lost your bearings a bit, I use the compass on my watch and I go to us and I just turn south and I just hold it flat in my hand. I don't have to wave it in the mm. air and stand at the top of a of a wall. I just hold it flat, um, turn south, and then you'll notice within sort of... I mean, I know there's in 90 seconds. It's normally a lot quicker than that. If it has, for some reason, lost satellite signal because it's ended up rattled at the bottom of my pocket and pointing upside down or something, it really locks on quick. But it's just not panicking, just pulling it out, Hold it flat in your hand and turn in a southly direction. And you get a green light starts flashing on it every so often to show it's got a satellite. Or when you check on your app, the bullet app, you can touch on the icon at the top and it shows you. So that's my tip for that. Very good. Brilliant. So that's all your two top tips for this month and anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, and I think just, 
I mean, look at look at the website and look. We've got you know John's mentioned about the videos. It's the you know the chorus watch. Um, John's going to be doing a walk and talk video. I think you've just got my maybe my unboxing video might be on there. You have got the unboxing video of it. There's yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. I mean, if you, um, those of you who have bought the watch office, um, the chorus is no different to any other products we sell, and customers who have purchased office will realise this. Um, and it's the same with the Motorola Defy. With all the products we sell, you get access to our online training course for a year. And on the online training course, I've done absolutely loads of videos on the Chorus watches, and we've done loads of videos on the Motorola Defy. So don't forget to watch them. I must them. always say, also say as well, um, this is Monday, we're recording it. The podcast will go live tomorrow, which is Tuesday. On Wednesday, 11.45, there's a video uploaded to YouTube, which is Andy comparing um, the two uh, watches we've just been discussing. So the Instinct 2 and, and the all the Chorus. So that goes yeah. 11.45 on Wednesday. That will be in Friday's newsletter as well. So again, if you listen to the podcast the first day, you've got to wait till tomorrow. If you're waiting to our newsletter, get on Friday. So the video's there, which is quite a, a long video. I think it's... it's I had to cover a lot in yeah. the video. And you'll see on the video, I'm positive about all products. It's not about... I, I, I never like these reviews when it's, is this watch better than this watch? Is this watch, you know, should I buy this one instead of this one? It's a personal choice. You'll see that comes across on the video because I've loved wearing the Instinct 2 as well. I've, I've been an instinct wearer. I mean, the beauty doing this job, I get to wear all different watches. Sometimes I know it can be our personal opinion. We all prefer different things. We all prefer different styles, different looks. We're not saying, oh, this watch is terrible. You must buy this one. It goes back to John said, I ended nicely with, here's an alternative for a similar price with some slightly different feature than a different style and different finish. It's just 39 minutes and 31 seconds. Is that how long the video is? Because I mean, I'm going through all of the features in a lot more detail just so you can make, I think it's if someone's looking at a watch in that price range of 300 pound to 450, that, I mean, the the high quality watches, when we say mid price, that maybe sounds, but bearing in mind, got, you know, got people like Garmin and other manufacturers do watches from a hundred pound to a thousand pound. So actually 350 to 450 pound is in the middle somewhere you know um but it's just giving you like you say an alternative watch the videos and watch the one that we launch and if you have bought a product from us don't forget to look on the online resource and look for the multi-activity watches the chorus videos are there for those of you who've bought chorus watches and under the two-way satellite communicators on the online training course there's the motorola defy videos to watch fantastic And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS training podcast. If there's anything you would like us to cover in future uh, podcast episodes, please do get in touch. Please do give us a call if you think about buying a new outdoor GPS unit or GPS watch. And if you can join us one of our physical training courses we have around the country, please do. Also, it's a season that we're going to be starting our GPS in the Hills. So people don't know if you've been on our two-day Garmin GPS training courses throughout the past year, you have to get invited onto our GPS in the Hills course, uh, which you should have been told about at the end of your course. Um, if not, get in touch with ourselves. We can give you the discount code. If people don't know, you get a discount code to come on our GPS in the Hills course, which we're starting um, in October. So there's a, those are nicely booking up. So if you've been on a course already, get yourself booked on this year's GPS in the Hills course. And we still have other training courses that are coming up. If you can leave a five-star review and a snazzy, a five-star rating, sorry, and a snazzy review on whatever platform you listen to, that is also appreciated. So Andy, I'm let you because you've got to pack a van and get on your way. That's oh, no rush, really. I've no packed rush. the night before I go. I'm going to leave early in the morning just to beat the traffic, and then 
when I get to Gloucestershire, there's been a lot of rain down there as well. So I'm going to go and, you know, I like to wreck you there. Mm-hmm. Just check the paths. Thing with the one in Gloucestershire, we're quite close to the River Seven. And the nice thing is I've always got lots of alternatives. But I like to just have a quick look, check how the river's doing. So I know when the customers turn up, I don't take them down to a, a flooded river. So fantastic that's all good to know so hopefully you'll be joining Andy over the coming few weeks as he's delivering lots of training courses and if not we look forward to you joining us next month on another GPS training podcast thanks for listening to the GPS training podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation (laughs) 